In reverence to our Lord, please stand for the reading of the Gospel lesson. The Thanksgiving Day Gospel lesson is taken from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17. We have the account of Jesus healing the ten lepers, a reminder that remembering to thank the Lord is really an act of faith. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. We sing hymn 615. Oh, do 
Laronai Kitov, Ki La Alam Kasto. If you're one of my seventh grade confirmation students, you know those words. And hopefully tomorrow you'll offer them as a table prayer at your family home because you remember and memorize those words this last two weeks. And all of you know it. It comes from Psalm 107. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Dear friends, how many countries are there in the world and how many of those countries have a national day of thanksgiving like America? Now I know you can't believe everything that you read on the internet, but I did a number of searches and uh, the number that seems to repeat itself is that officially there are 195 countries around the world and only nine have a national day of thanksgiving like we do in America. One would hope and pray that since God wants his word to go around the world that more and more people, even if they don't celebrate a national day of thanksgiving, will be moved somewhere along the line to stop and give thanks to God. And I kind of thought to myself, wouldn't it be great that if on one day out of the year, all nations of the world, everyone who lived, would pause and give thanks to the true and only God for all that he does. Well, you and I both know that, that that will never happen. But you know what? It happened once. It happened on the day when Noah and his family came out of the ark. On that day, every believer and every person who was living on the face of the earth stopped and had a public Thanksgiving Day worship service. Today we're going to talk about that Thanksgiving Day and be reminded on the basis of God's Word that you and I have reason to give thanks to God too. And for the same reasons that Noah and his family did. First of all, they thank God for His providence. He provided for them. But then also for His promises. Particularly His promise to save. You know the story well. God was going to destroy the entire human race. And the reason God chose to do that is because the human race had become so wicked, so ungodly, so violent, He was going to wipe the human race off the face of the earth. But He was going to spare Noah and his family, who were the believers. And so God commanded Noah to build an ark, and Noah obeyed the Lord. He built the ark according to the Lord's specifications. And if you want to get a good idea, if you haven't already, you might want to go to the ark museum. And then the Lord also commanded that Noah would gather two of every kind of animal on the face of the earth. And he obeyed God's command and gathered food for them to survive on the ark. And when that day came, Noah and his family and the animals were in the ark safely, and the Lord kept his threat. He sent the flood. He wiped out every human being on the face of the earth. And it's rather interesting what that voyage must have been like. 
how challenging it was. You see, Noah entered the ark when he was 600 years old, and he disembarked when he was 601. Can you, 601. Can you imagine that? Living for a whole year, cooped up in a boat with these smelly, stinky, dirty animals, as well as all of his living in-laws. Yeah, talk about cabin fever, huh? But eventually the day came, they survived, and they disembarked from the ark. But can you imagine how challenging that must have been when Noah came off the ark? The entire human civilization was gone. There was no human life on the earth except that which came out of the ark. We can well imagine that the infrastructure that they had was gone and the homes were gone and the animals were dead. Everything was gone. We can well imagine how challenging that was when Noah and his family came out of the ark and basically had to start over with what he had on the ark. And yet, as challenging as that must have been on the day, it's rather amazing what Noah and his family did. We are told that the first thing they did, and we could honestly say they held a church service. Think of that. They came out of the ark and they gathered and they sang and they gave thanks to God. And they did that because of his providence. We're told by Moses, Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and taking some of all the clean animals and clean birds, he sacrificed burnt offerings on it. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma. Again, why would they have a church service? The first thing they did to give thanks to God and the obvious reason was his providence. He provided for them. He provided an ark in which God saved their lives. He provided the food that both he and his family and the animals needed to survive. And then when the waters abated, they came out of the ark. And, and when you think about it, huh, there was only so much room on the ark. And so when they disembarked from that boat, God blessed both man and animal uh, with the ability to reproduce again and fill the earth. Is it any wonder that Noah and his family, the first thing they would do is that they would get out of the ark and go to church and thank the Lord. And I do believe that's why we have gathered here tonight too. We have gathered here because years ago a president declared the last Thursday in November to be a federal holiday, a national day of Thanksgiving. We're going to talk about that in a second. And we too are here, first and foremost, to praise and thank God for providing for us. The fact that you and I are alive today and here is evidence that God provided for us in the last year. And even if the last year wasn't necessarily as good as the year before, God still took care of us. And yes, we may have suffered loss in the past year. It may have been something as insignificant as losing a baby tooth. But it may have been a loss far more valuable. Maybe the loss of a job, maybe the loss of a, of a loved one, a, a, loss, a loss of our own health. 
And yet in spite of all the setbacks and losses that we may have experienced, God still provided for us, right? He provided maybe rescue or recovery or a doctor's help. He may have provided a strength and comfort through the promises of his word or maybe encouragement from family and friends to endure the difficult days through which he led us. We have reason to gather in the Lord's house and like Noah and his family, offer up our sacrifice of praise for all that the Lord provided. And if ever we are tempted to think that this day is really not all that important because it's, it's really more about parades and football games and meals, although that's a great part of our celebration, then I think it's good for us to remember the history of Thanksgiving Day. And you might know this. I, I'm kind of a trivia nut when it comes to presidents and history. But do you know which president was who made Thanksgiving Day a federal holiday in November? President Lincoln. And you know when he did that? During the height of the Civil War. Can you imagine that? During the darkest days of a war, where more American lives were lost, both military and civilian, and more devastation to property and possessions in our land than ever before, Abraham Lincoln declared to our citizens that we have reason to pause and to give thanks. Yes, the pilgrims were the first maybe to have a Thanksgiving Day celebration, and down through the years, from time to time, earlier presidents like George Washington declared national days of thanksgiving. But it wasn't until the dark days of the Civil War that this holiday became a federal holiday. And so as we pause here tonight in our worship, we, we have reason to thank the Lord, just like Noah did, just like our forefathers. Because whether in good days or bad days during this last year, God provided. We give him thanks. But God not only provided during this past year for our physical and earthly well-being, he is a God that we thank because he's the one who also promised to save. And I do believe that's the main reason why Noah was giving thanks on that day. Again, from that Old Testament lesson, we read these words. The Lord smelled a pleasing aroma and said in his heart, Never again will I curse the ground because of humans, even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood. And never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, will never cease. Do you remember why the Lord destroyed the human race at that time? He said he was going to destroy the human race because every inclination of the human heart is always evil. And then when he destroyed the human race, we are told that after saving Noah and his family in the ark, God made a promise that never again would he would destroy the world in this way. Never again. And he said as long as the world stands... Seed time and harvest, summer and winter, will never cease. And then he put a visible sign attached to that promise in the sky, a rainbow. God has kept that promise, hasn't he? 
Even though there may be floods and rainy weather that may hamper crops and the harvest of those crops here and there, like here in the state of Wisconsin, never, never again in the history of the world will a worldwide flood interrupt the sowing of seed and the harvesting of crops. God has kept that promise to save life. But there is an even greater promise that God has kept for which he deserves our thanks. And did you catch that promise? The very reason for which God destroyed the world at that time, man's inclination is always evil, that was the very same reason he promised never to destroy the world again. Even though every inclination of man's heart is always evil, I will never do this again. And why? So that he could save us. You see, God knew and knows that he can't wash away the stain of sin with a flood of water. But he would wash it away with a flood of blood. And that brings us back to another trivia connection to our national holiday of Thanksgiving. Maybe some of you know this. I've, I brought this up many times in the past. Do you know that there's a connection between our National Day of Thanksgiving and the nursery rhyme, Mary Had a Little Lamb? Yeah. You see, the woman who had the greatest influence on getting President Lincoln to declare a National Day of Thanksgiving as a yearly holiday was the same woman who was given credit for publishing the nursery rhyme, Mary Had a Little Lamb. So I like to think on Thanksgiving Day, we too have a lamb. Not a little lamb, that was Mary's, but the Lamb of God. And as we gather on this national holiday to give thanks to God, we give Him thanks that He saved sinners like us not by the wood of an ark, but by the wood of the cross. Isn't that the main reason why we gather? Yes, we thank Him for all our earthly blessings, for the harvest that sustain us. But He deserves our thanks first and foremost for harvesting us for heaven. And you and I needed to be saved. Because our hearts by nature are evil. And even though we are the redeemed children of God, our sinful hearts are still inclined to ungratefulness, to greed, to forgetfulness, to selfishness. And so like a little spoiled child who every now and then needs a nudge to remember to say thank you, so also... God tonight, through his word, is nudging us to remember to thank him. To thank him for Jesus. Not just for the food that we eat, but for Jesus because he's the bread of life. Not just for our clothes, but for the robe of righteousness that we wear by faith. And not just for our homes, but for the mansions in heaven. You see, we have reason to thank God for his providence and for his promise of salvation. And so it is my 
hope and prayer that tomorrow, when in your house, you, you smell all the wonderful aromas of that Thanksgiving dinner, that our sacrifice of Thanksgiving tonight in God's house is a pleasing aroma in His nostrils too. A blessed Thanksgiving to you all. Amen.